So the big question is this. How do young men like us, who didn't listen to society, who are on our own, how do we grow and improve ourselves so that we can live a better tomorrow? That is the question. And this show will give you the answers. My name is James Radzinski, and welcome to the Ascend Momentum Show. So welcome back, everyone. So right before reading, or right before recording this episode, maybe five minutes ago, I was reading about a statistic which I had heard maybe a year or two ago, and then I was trying to look up the statistic when I first started my podcast, but I couldn't find it. And then today I just thought of it again, and so I wanted to look up the statistic again. And that statistic is what percent of podcasters... It was something about how many podcasters make it past like episode 20. Yeah, so I looked up how many podcast shows make more than 25 episodes. And then in the people also ask how many podcasts make it past 20 episodes. There is a article by Webacaster who is citing a blog post, or not a blog, a Reddit post made by uh, Rebel Muso Society. And he is citing a video by Modern Wisdom, one of the podcasts that I used to listen to. And excellent podcast, by the way. I recommend. But I'm pretty sure that podcast is where I heard it, where I heard that statistic. And it's that the, here, actually, I'll just read it to you. Uh, 90% of podcasts don't get past episode three. So 90% of people make it past episode three. And since this is like episode 23, yeah, episode 23. I'm already in the top 90% of podcasts. Like, top 10%. Um, and then it said, of the 200,000 left, 90% will quit after 20 episodes. So, that means that to be in the top 1% of podcasts in the world, in the world, top 1%, you just need to publish 21 episodes. So I've already, I've already, as of today of recording this, I finished publishing episode 18. Episode 18 published this morning. And so today is Friday. So that means on Monday, I will have joined the top 1% of podcasts in the world. And I'm guaranteed it already because I already recorded the video. I already recorded the, my 21st episode. This is actually my 23rd episode. So I'm not in the top 1% yet, but I, I, I'm guaranteed top 1% already. So that's actually crazy. And it, it's, it's not that hard. It was really easy. All I did was just add it to my routine, my daily routine, and then just did progressive overload like how I do at the gym. I started my first podcast, my first video, the trailer was like two, like three minutes long. And then the next episode was eight. And then I didn't think, I didn't like think to do progressive overload until uh, episode, around episode four or five. And then around episode five, I was like, okay, I'm going to do progressive overload and just keep adding more and more time. And then it took me 14, it took me 15 episodes until I got to one hour and one hour was my benchmark. So now all my episodes are around one hour long. 
I finish my what I was saying at one hour and then I wrap up. So literally just three weeks, only three weeks of posting every day and you're already in the top 1%. That's crazy. That is actually awesome. It's really inspiring, pushing me forward. And But what I wanted to talk to, to you guys about today was yesterday, if you guys didn't hear yesterday's episode, I do not recommend to listen to it. It was terrible. It was my worst episode I've ever published. It, I was like super tired. I was super down. Just everything was going bad. But today, things changed. Today, I did not go to the gym and I just studied reality transurfing for like two hours this morning. And there's one thing that I realized. I realized this yesterday, but I couldn't figure out how to do it. And it's that you you have to interpret every situation as bad. Look for the positive in every situation. So every cloud has a silver lining. And you just have to look for the positive in every single situation because every single situation has a positive. No matter how negative the situation is, there is always a positive to it. And also keep your positive things that happen in your head, in your mind. So let me explain. There are so many little tests that happen to us throughout the day, whether it's stubbing the toe, dropping something, just making a mistake. There are so many little tests throughout the day that try to, that basically make or break your mood at that moment. And usually for the rest of the day. So for example, this morning in my house, in my kitchen, we have a broom that is hanging up in the corner and that broom also has one of those like broom dustpan things on it that just clips onto it, but it can fall off really easily. So, so I was over in that corner this morning and somehow the broom fell down. I don't remember what I did to make it fall. I must have bumped it or something, but I right away caught it with like with my left hand, which is my non-dominant hand. So I just caught it right away. That never happens. I, it always just falls. And so today I caught it just out of instinct. And then, but the dustpan fell down. And usually, like, since it's a habit, usually I would have gotten mad. I would have been like, oh, or I would have just gotten, it would have just like lowered my mood. I would have interpreted that situation as negative. But I remembered the principles of transurfing. And so I chose to interpret it as positive because there is always a positive thing. I didn't, at the time, I could have reacted that the dustpan fell off and that was just negative, but I chose to interpret that I caught it. I caught it with my hand. I caught the actual broom with my hand and that was awesome. So I just let that thought sit in my head for like 10, like I don't, maybe like a minute or two. And I was just happy and excited that I caught that. And so the more and more I do little interpret little things as positive and try to find the positive in things, it, it's slowly becoming a habit. So that is transurfing principles that I didn't catch on. I did catch on them, but I didn't turn them into habits my first read through. But reading it a second time, I realized that that is literally how you tran. That's how you transurf. That's how you become a transurfer. And so the, that those principles are essential. Okay. So today I came up with the idea to talk to you guys about transurfing. Like this is just going to be a transurfing episode. And I'm just going to roll through a bunch of my big points in that. So when I read my reality transurfing, I write stuff down. I write notes down in a separate journal. So I'm just going to read 
the most important notes because I always star the most important notes. And actually, two days ago, since I didn't get enough time to read Transurfing, I actually did a review day where I read through my entire book and then just wrote down, or I read through the entire journal, wrote, read all of my notes, which was like 20 pages, maybe, maybe more. And then I wrote down all of the biggest ideas that were most important. So I'm actually going to go through that. And then I'll go through my notes from yesterday and today in Transurfing. And by the way, uh, if you guys haven't heard my other episodes of me raving about Transurfing, tran Reality Transurfing Parts 1 through 5 by Adam Zellin is the best book in the world for self-improvement. If I had to choose only one book to ever read, it would be Reality Transurfing. I would just read it and read, read it and constantly read it, study it. And because of that, I am stopping. I'm going to be going to the gym three days a week instead of seven days a week. So I can have more time to study Reality Transurfing. Okay, so let's get into the notes. The first thing that I wrote down is when something pleases me, make it a point to keep it in my mind for a while. So that's what I touched on with the broom situation this morning when I knocked over the broom but then caught it with my hand. Me catching it pleased me. So I made it a point to keep it in my mind and just get excited about that. And there's always something that you can look for. Like this morning I was down, I was feeling down when I was biking home from the park. But then I just quickly looked for, I realized that I was feeling down. And then I also remembered reading, you can't change your, it's, it's futile to change your, to try and change your emotions, but you can change your attitude. So you can't change your emotions, but you can change your attitude. And at the time I didn't really realize what that meant. But then this morning I realized that my emotions were down. So then I was looking for something to be excited about and keep that in my mind and that would in turn change my attitude and then change my emotions because attitude or emotions stem, stem from attitude. And the reason why keeping something that pleases you in, the, in your mind for a while is important is because you're one, you're radiating thought energy that attunes with more things that pleases you. So more things that please you will pop up in your life, but also little things. Well, you'll just be more happier. Even if you don't believe in the thought energy stuff, you'll just be happier. So why would you torture yourself by being miserable when you could be happy? Plus, if there's a small change, positive change that happens in your life or a negative change that you interpret as positive that happens in your life, those are the messengers of the wave of fortune, which is essentially where you're on a path. The wave of fortune is a specific path in life where like, you're just the most lucky person ever. You have the most luck. You are very lucky everything just seems to go on seems to be going great for you that's the way of a fortune and when you interpret things as good you're accepting the wave of fortune but then if you let those things stay in your mind you're attuning your thought energy to that frequency the wave of fortune frequency and that's one of the principles of transferring to get on the wave of fortune Uh, okay, let's read the next thing. In every moment that I give to tran the transurfing practice, I am consciously moving towards my goals. That is one of the things that I kept reminding myself of like a week ago when I, when I read it for a couple days, and then I kind of stopped. And then now rereading it, that is very important. Like you always have time for practicing the transurfing principles and those are always helping you move towards your goals more so than not. The next thing is cherish and note 
any positive change in my life because these are the messengers of the wave of fortune. I already touched on that. Um, that has a lot of benefits because you're attuning your thought energy to that so you get more of it. So then you're closer to the wave of fortune and then eventually get on it. And plus, once you make it a habit, you won't have to really try that hard to do it. So then it'll be better. The majority of people respond antagonistically to an undesirable event. Do not be the majority. Yeah, if you, were, if you respond antagonistically to an undesirable event, well, let's just assume that you don't believe in the emotional stuff. If you just respond antagonistically, well, then your mental is going to be worse. But if you respond positively and look for the positive in it, you switch to a problem solver or a hopeful mindset. So that's already better. But if you respond positively, so think about it like this. Only like 10% or 1% of people in the world are successful. Like top 1% of the money has like, or top 1% of the people have like 99% of the money or something like that. So if you are the majority, you don't want to be a part of the majority. You want to do what the top people are doing. And the top people are not responding antagonistically to undesirable events. Because then they would, that would be the majority. The majority of people, it's just simple logic. It seems like if you want to be successful, do not follow what the majority of people do, which is the general public. Uh, find joy in all parts of my world and I will turn it into a paradise. So that is referring to attuning, to, like changing your thought energy to attune to positive things, to, to allow for positive changes to happen. So then even if you have a miserable ex existence, but if you find joy in your miserable existence, slowly but surely your miserable existence will actually become like a paradise it'll actually become great but even like i said before even if you don't believe in that mental power you might as well try and find joy because it it's not going to change unless you do something about it and you might as well find joy because then it'll be easier to make it change just there's like, there is separate benefits to doing all of the manifestation stuff because you're just going to be happier in general. I personally believe in the manifestation stuff, but I'm trying to make a point that that's not the only reason. That's not the only benefit. The benefit is you're just going to be a happier person. When I suffer a setback, that setback was created by a pendulum to get its hook into me. So a pendulum is something that, it's like an idea or a thought that tries to take your energy. That's like its only purpose, to steal your energy. So everything is a pendulum, essentially. But one of the biggest pendulums in my life right now is school. School is a pendulum. And every time I'm thinking about school, like right now, I'm radiating thought energy of that. And then I'm giving it, that energy to that pendulum and it's just stealing my energy. So if I were to get a bad grade in school, well, that that's a setback and it was created by the pendulum. Maybe this is not the best example, but that's you experience setbacks throughout your life and those are created by pendulums to try and hook onto you and steal your energy basically and that the way it gets its hook into you is onto your importance levels so if you think that something is important 
well then you're going to react in a certain way and then that is how it got its hook into you but if you reduce your importance then it can't actually affect you break mental habits to gain choice so that's a thing if you have a mental habit to react negatively well then you're not going to remember in time to react positively so that's why you got to break the mental habits and then you get the choice to either react negatively or positively that is what i meant when i wrote it the first time but now having gained more knowledge i'm interpreting this in two ways that way and another way is if you have a habit of creating a lot of importance well then a lot of obstacles will show up in your path but if you break that habit then you gain the freedom of choice and that freedom of choice is basically you get to choose your lot in life you get to choose whatever you want in life so for example me I'm choosing to go to Florida in September and I'm also choosing to go to Hawaii to move there when I I haven't set a time but I'm choosing that I'm choosing that lot in life and you guys will see that it will come true but the only obstacles in my path towards those things are the importance that I place on them. So if I feel that it's extremely important that I get to Florida, well then I'm going to experience a lot of obstacles and potentially not even make it. So you just got to reduce importance and just make, you take action basically and without importance attributed to it. The first step of transurfing, learn to ride the wave of fortune. Yep. That I've already talked about that. Next thing. My thoughts always return to me like a boomerang. I kind of touched on this over various things, but basically if you think positively, well then you're going to have positive experiences in your life. But if you think negatively, you're going to have negative experiences in your life. It just returns back to you like a boomerang. Next, on an energetic level, all material are of equal significance. So that is good context to know for balance, keeping balance and reducing excess potential created. And on like if you, if you think about it, your me and you are equal on an energetic level. Every single human is equal on an energetic level. So if you feel superior to someone else, you're creating excess value onto yourself. You're basically idolizing yourself over that person. And that destroys the balance because in reality, you're both equal. So you're, if you think about a scale, both me and you are equal. But if I feel that I'm of more value, then my side of the scale will start to go down because it'll be more valuable and yours will go up and the I, I will be creating excess potential and that excess potential generates balancing forces to maintain the balance to bring it back to balance and doing that it will basically if I idolize myself over you I will the impact of the balance forces their aim is to reduce my influence on the world. So essentially, I am not going to be able to achieve my goals if I idolize myself over you. So from a purely selfish standpoint, do not ever create excess potential. Don't ever judge people. Don't ever idolize yourself. Never have an inferiority or a superiority complex. All the above. Because then then if you do, then you'll have less influence on the world. And that is not good if you want to achieve your goals. When I am dissatisfied with myself, I end up in conflict with my soul. When I am dissatisfied with the world around me, I'm in I end up in conflict with a large number of pendulums. 
that is very important. So I haven't, on my second read through, I haven't gotten to the part of unity of the heart and mind, but from the a little bit that I remember, the vague remembrances from my first read through, you need to have your heart and mind united in order to basically push the wind, like to start the wind of outer intention and have the world help you along your path. So if you're de dissatisfied with yourself, any, any characteristic about yourself, then you end up in conflict with your soul and that destroys the unity of the heart and mind. So then you won't be able to achieve your goals as well. But if you're dissatisfied with them and then you take action like self-improvement, then balance is not destroyed because you're taking action. As long as you're not like beating yourself up about that thing, as long as you just make it a point to make it better and then just end it with that. Just call it, just know that you're going to make it better and then don't beat yourself about it. And to, you know, and then when you're, when I'm dissatisfied with the world around me, I end up in conflict with a large number of pendulums. So that's basically, if I'm dissatisfied with the fact that I have to go to school, well, then I'm in conflict with the, the school pendulum and then it will grip onto my importance that I place on not going to school. And then it'll basically just drain my energy and then I won't be able to achieve my goals. And so that's like, if you're dissatisfied with the world around you, then you'll be in conflict with the pendulums around you. It's basically how it is. Uh, when a person creates excess potential, the impact of balanced forces is aimed at reducing their influence on the world. Yeah, I already, I already touched on this, but this is very important. Basically, what it means is never create excess potential and you will be able to have more influence on the world and then you'll be able to achieve your goals. And excess potential creates balancing for excess potential generates balancing forces, but we create the excess potential. So basically when we create excess potential, we're basically creating balancing forces to bring back the balance. And I already touched on this with the scale. If I idolize myself, if I think that I'm more important than you are, well, then I'm destroying the balance. And then I won't be able to achieve my goals then. Always look for the positive in every negative situation that I encounter. I already touched on this. Multiple reasons. Next. No one has the right to judge, but everyone has the freedom of choice. Yeah, so that is... No one has the right to judge, and because of that, if we judge, we destroy the balance. But everyone can choose their lot in life. So everyone can choose to achieve. Everyone can choose to be a millionaire. I can, I'm going to choose to be a millionaire. I am going to choose to be in the top 1% of podcasters. And I already chose that. And it's already made. So, yeah. That is crazy. I'm in the top 1% of podcasters. That's awesome. All right. Uh, if I if my intention is strong, I will eventually get there. That was referencing if you are trying to not get hooked by pendulums, but then you get hooked by a pendulum, and then you realize it. Just don't get mad. Just know that. Relax with the fact that if your intention is strong, then you'll eventually get there. Which basically means if you keep keep at it, you'll eventually not be affected by pendulums. And this is, I wrote this in this position, in this spot, because that is true with all things. Like if you, if your intention is strong, so you make it a point to keep going at it, then you will eventually get there. So I made it a point to keep going at it for podcasting yesterday, even though I didn't want to do it. And I knew that I was feeling bad yesterday, but I knew that soon I will get to a better position. So I've gotten to a better position, but now also I will also have made it a little bit further on my podcast journey. And as long as I keep that mindset, I will make it to whatever my goal is with podcasting. I mean, currently my, 
I'm just doing it every day. I don't really have a goal. I just want to do it every day for a year. But as I spoke about earlier in a couple of episodes back, I said that don't make yourself the goal of doing it every day for a year. Just make yourself the task to do it every single day. Like add it to your routine. Because if you say, I'm going to do it every single day for a year, that's a huge number. That's 365 days. But if you make yourself the goal to do it every day, like you add it to your routine so you can do it easily every day, well, that's an easier number. That's just one. You just have to do it once and then your goal is complete. And then you just do that every day. And that's simple as that. It's just routine. And I mean, so far it's working for me. I'm on episode 23. So just see it. Uh, to idolize something means to overstimulate it, put it on a pedestal, to worship it, or to create an idol of it. Yeah, I, I touched on idolizing, and idolizing creates excess potential, which is actually the next point. Idolizing creates excess potential. And I feel as though a lot of people idolize a lot of things. Yeah, that... I'm, I could get into it, but let me go to the next thing. Judging people destroys balance, thus creating excess potential. I already touched on this. When I judge, I idolize myself. Yeah, so when you judge someone, you're basically saying, I am superior to you. Like, even though you're not saying it out loud, if you judge someone, you're basically telling yourself that you're the angel and they're the devil. Like, you're basically saying, I'm better than this person, so I'm going to judge them. And so you're essentially idolizing yourself, creating excess potential. Never scorn anyone. I don't know what scorn means, but I've written it down a lot, and I've said it a lot. So I'm going to look it up right now. Scorn definition. The feeling or belief that someone or something is worthless or despicable. Contempt. What does contempt mean? The feeling that a person or a thing is beneath consideration. Okay. Yeah, I actually understand now. Because never scorn anyone. And then one of the, some of the examples he gave in the book is do not scorn a homeless person. Because then you're going to... Multiple things happen. You, you radiate thought energy. And then the way to return balance, because you destroy balance by doing that, you'll become homeless yourself if you do that. So I don't want to become homeless, so I'm going to not scorn a homeless person. That's purely a selfish standpoint, but a unselfish standpoint is don't scorn a homeless person because what do they do to deserve it? They're, that's their choice. They're living like that. Is uh, us, we, why do we care? Or why do we care enough to scorn them? It doesn't affect us, so... We should just move on, you know? Feelings of superiority and inferiority create excess potential. I already touched on that. Never compare myself to others. I already touched on that. Let go of trying to control the world. Yeah, this is one of the things that I needed to remind myself of when I was emailing my counselor yesterday. I was trying to control everything. I was trying to take control of my schedule and drop all my classes. And it's bad to control the, the world because then you affect other people's desires. But transurfing offers a way to not affect other people's stuff. The stronger I want something, the less likely I am to get it. Yeah, that's pretty much... If you desire something so much, well, then you're just going to be creating pure excess potential... And you're never going to get it because you're the way to create balance is to push it further and further away from your life. The only type of desire that becomes reality. So let me, let me start with this. Desire is not a bad thing. And that was one of the things that I thought when I was reading it the first way through. Desire is not bad. I thought that it was bad and I, I was trying to reduce my desire, but desire is not bad. What is bad is the two other types of desires, which I didn't write down, 
but it's basically when you become dependent to that object of desire and you, that never becomes reality and also I forgot what the second one was but it doesn't really matter just know that the only type of desire that becomes reality is a strong desire transforms into the determined intention to have something and do whatever it takes to get it And this is because the energy of pure intention is all that it takes to achieve a goal. Pure intention is desire and action without the attribution attribution of importance. So pretty much, if you want to achieve your goal, you have to have desire towards it. And then turn that desire into a determined intention to have something. And do whatever it takes to get it. So just intend to have it. And I'm not very explaining, I'm not explaining intention very well because I haven't gotten to that part in the book on my second read through. And I just have a vague understanding of it because I only read it once and I only read through it once, but now I'm studying it and it's going in and out of my brain at least 10 times. But my first read through, it only went in and out of my brain once or twice if I talked about it to my friend. Okay, next page. Okay, well, that was the study session done. Now I'm getting into my notes from yesterday. My yesterday study session. The greater an, uh, the greater an event is valued, the more likely it is to fall through in some way. So that kind of goes hand in hand with the more you want something, the less you are, the less likely you are to get it. And... Also, if you value something so much, so if I were to value going to Funnel Hacking Live next September so much, well, that just creates excess potential because in the energetic field, it's equal. It's equal to me walking at a park. And if I don't value going to a walk in the park a lot, but I, why would I, so then why would I value the same level of going to an event as in September? So that's basically that. Don't value something more than, like, just don't overvalue something because everything is equal on an energetic level. You always get the things you love to hate. So I don't really remember exactly what I was referring to, but I think it's if you hate something so much you end up loving hate to hate it. So then you're radiating that thought energy and then it just comes true. And then you hate it even more. It's just a, a cycle. It becomes manifested into your world. Things can no more be good all the time than they can be bad all the time. So that basically means I don't really know what that means because he said that you can ride the wave of fortune all the time, I'm pretty sure. So I'm not sure exactly what this sentence means, but I think that means that you can't always have good times or else that won't, won't have balance. I don't know. Guilt is pure excess potential. Yeah, guilt, you're basically... Ex you're basically admitting that you did something bad and you're accepting punishment. You're accepting to be punished. But since none of that happened, maybe you did something bad, but since you're, you haven't actually gotten punished, it's just pure excess potential. I don't think I'm explaining that very well, but for balanced forces, both good and bad deeds are equivalent. So. What that means is if I were to kiss, or no, let's say this. If I were to give someone some flowers, that would be a good deed. Or if I were to give someone some poisonous flowers, that would be a bad deed. 
but to balance forces, those are equal. You're not creating any, you're not destroying balance at all by doing either of those. But what happens is if I were to feel guilty about giving that person poisonous flowers, well then I would be destroying balance. And then that creates excess potential, which will in turn reduce my influence in the world, reducing my capabilities of achieving my goals. So, yeah, just don't feel guilty. But it also goes for the opposite is true. If you were proud of yourself for... So, since guilt is the expectation of a punishment, proud, pride, if you're proud of yourself, that's expectation of a reward. If you are proud of yourself for giving flowers to someone... Well, then you're going to be creating excess potential. And deeper in the book, I remember uh, it gets into guardian angels. So basically, you give the pride to your guardian angel, but keep the feeling of happiness or something like that. That's like really deep into the book, and I vaguely remember it. But for now, I think pride is not good to have. Just keep the feeling of happiness. If you behaved badly, became aware... Oh yeah, this is what I just said. If you became badly, became aware of it, and then started feeling guilty, i.e., I should be punished, you will have creative excess potential. Also, if you acted well, became aware of it, and started feeling proud of yourself, i.e., I should be rewarded, then you will have created excess potential. So yeah, it's true for both cases. Alright, now, this morning's study session was probably... It was a very long study session. I'm going to get into it now. Feelings of guilt always produce a script that includes punishment. I actually wrote that yesterday and not this morning. I just wanted, it just went on the next page, so I added it. Feelings of guilt produce a script that includes punishment. So, back to what I said. If you feel guilty, you're basically saying, I should be punished. So, your thought energy is attuning to a punishment in the future. Asking for forgive. Okay, this is one of the things that I starred, so it must be good. Asking for forgiveness, admitting your mistakes, praying for forgiveness, and confession are all ways of eliminating the excess potential of guilt. And only ask forgiveness once. Everyone has the right to ask for forgiveness once, and only once. If you ask for forgiveness once, and then your guilt comes back up, well, you're not deserving of that, so just drop the guilt. Eliminate the idea of potential punishment from your mind. That's basically eliminating guilt. Personal independence and dignity are valued more highly than physical strength. So what he was talking about was in... There was this thing that happened in the old Russian Republic or some place like that. I don't really remember exactly what it was called, but they would imprison the political criminals. So I assume that means, I don't know, but they would imprison the political criminals in the same jail or the same prison as their public criminals, so like their gang leaders, like gang members, drug dealers, like a bunch of tough criminals, like real criminals. And what they, what actually happened was the public, the politicians, those people had personal independence and dignity, so they were actually valued more and they didn't feel guilty so they actually climbed the ladder of status in the prison and they became the leaders i'm not explaining this very well because i didn't write it down but i just remember vaguely reading it this morning
the key to personal dignity is absence of guilt. Yeah, so they didn't feel guilt, so they were able to feel personal dignity. All right, and then I starred this and wrote down, remember, no one has the right to judge me, and I have the right to be myself. Yeah, this is one of the points that he italicized, so it's definitely important. And it's, you have the right to be yourself, and no one has the right to judge you. So just do whatever you, you want to be yourself. Because once you be yourself, no one will dare to judge you. It's only you that let them judge you. And it's only you that judge yourself first that gives them permission. So just drop the feelings of guilt and be yourself. Alright, so this is about money. Upcoming is about money. And I wrote, remember, and I started. Be happy if money has come to me. But never kill myself worrying about not having enough money or spending it or else I will have less and less. So don't worry about not having enough money or spending it. One, because it's pointless. Two, it creates excess potential. Three, it attunes your lifeline. It attunes your thought energy to lifelines of having less and less money. So you will actually get less and less money if you worry about not having enough or worry about spending it. When you spend money, just accept, like feel good about that. And don't feel guilty. Number one, accept and enjoy what money I have. Remember, things could always be worse. Number two, take the position of the gambler who could at any moment just as easily hit the jackpot as lose everything. I was actually talking about this with my friend today. And since we have no money, but we feel as though we don't want to risk anything, there really is nothing to risk. It's just our brains telling us, it's our brains holding us back. So at any moment, we could just as easily hit the jackpot as lose everything. But it wouldn't matter if we lost everything because we have nothing. So there's nothing to lose. But we could hit the jackpot. So yeah. Number three, be careful about my goals. Focus on my goals, not on money. Money is a pendulum's payment. So basically, money is a byproduct of creating. Money is like a an attribute, an extra attribute of it follows you as you create the path to your goal. So don't focus on money or else you'll be, it, that just never works. Focus on what you want. So for me, I'm focusing on surfing. I'm not focusing on money because I don't care about money. I want to surf. But obviously I do care about money because that's how I can get to surfing, but that's not trying surfing. You focus on the goal. If I have placed the likelihood of achieving my goal on the condition of getting rich first, drop that condition fast. Yeah, so that's what basically what me and my friend were doing this past like month maybe. We were thinking, oh, we're going to get rich first and then we're going to be happy. Or we're going to get rich first and then we're going to achieve our goals. Yeah, no, don't do that. That doesn't mean that I'm stopping working on my business. It just means that I'm... Not focusing on getting money. This is what, this one I wrote. Remember in big letters and start it. It is not that the goal is achieved with the help of money, but rather the money that f follows as you create the path to your goal. So what that means is, you don't achieve your goal by using money. You get the money. To, you get the money on the path to achieving your goal. Yeah, I, I still don't really understand it that much, but yeah. All right, reduce. Okay, so this reduce the importance of capital to a minimum. Think only of the thing that I want to achieve. Yeah, so drop the importance on money. Money is not important. All right, so this next section is on importance. And importance is just pure excess potential. 
Importance is the most common cause of excess potential. Importance arises when something is attributed excess meaning. So, I talked on that. Everything is equal in the energetic level, but it's us that give a hundred dollar more meaning than a piece of paper. So, even though they're both equal on an energetic level, and even on a material level, I would argue. But it's us that give the $100 value more meaning and more importance, so that's more excess potential. Importance represents excess potential in pure form. There are two forms of importance, inner and outer importance. So inner or personal importance represents an overestimation of my own virtues or shortcomings. And the formula is... I am an important person, or I do important work. So putting or puffing my chest up and sticking my nose in the air is only one side of the coin. The other is the opposite, excessive modesty modesty and self-deprecation. So yeah, you can think you're all that, you create excess potential. But if you think you're nothing, you're still you're also creating excess potential. So both sides, like balancing forces don't care whether it's positive or negative. If it's off balance, then you're creating excess potential. Outer importance is created when a person attributes huge meaning to an object or event taking place in the external world. The formula is such and such means an awful lot to me. So, getting a surfboard, that, or no, my surfboard means so much to me. I don't actually have a surfboard, but let's say I did. I would say my surfboard means so much to me. It's super important. I clean it every day. I'm extremely obsessive over it. Yeah, that's pure excess potential. Something will happen to my surfboard. That's the only way to bring balance to it. And the other way is, it is really important to me to do such and such. So, I already talked about this. It's really important to me to go to Funnel Hacking Live. That's pure excess potential. Something will fall through if that if I think that way. For outer importance, it is harder to control. So, a safety net is required. So, inner importance, you can control your inner importance. You can change the fact that I am, you can change your thoughts. You can stop thinking so highly of yourself or so lowly of yourself. But let's say you were asked, this is the example he gave in the book. You were asked to walk across a wooden plank on the floor. Yeah, really easy. Anyone could do that. But let's say you were asked to walk across that same wooden plank but instead it was suspended over two buildings, two roofs of two buildings. So you're basically walking across that plank super high up in the sky. Well, you're gonna create a lot of outer importance on that and that imbalance will be destroyed. And so X, the balancing forces will either push you off or keep you on. Or there's, I think, but it'll probably push you off. It's just that that's the easiest way to, uh, to return balance. And so, but if you want to d- destroy outer importance and reduce the excess potential, just get a net, put a net under that, and then you'll be like, oh, okay. Like, just put a safety net under it, and then you'll survive, like, if you fall. So then it won't matter if you fall. You won't be creating that outer importance. So the most important thing is not to place everything on one side of the scales. There has to be some kind of counterbalance, protection, or alternative plan. And those are safety nets for outer importance. 
all unbalanced feelings are all manifestation of importance. Yeah, so guilt, scorn, contempt, uh, judgment, superiority, inferiority, that's all just importance. Just different representations. This one I said, remember, excess potential is only created when you attribute excess importance to an object or event that exists inside or outside of your, your of yourself. Excuse me, I'm going to get some water. Projected importance creates excess potential, which calls forth the winds of balanced forces. To return to a condition of harmony with the rest of the world and free myself from the burden of the pendulum, I have to be able to diminish importance. Yeah, importance is the only obstacle in your path to your goal. Remember, I have to be able to keep my inner guardian from dozing off so that it can observe the level of importance I place on myself and the world around me. This is one thing that I was talking about uh, talking about with my friend today at the park. So I actually, he's, he talks about you. your inner guardian has to keep an eye on your level's importance. I actually agree, but I think your inner guardian is much, much more than that. And I feel as though he knows too. I haven't gotten to the part where he talks about that, but your inner guardian basically keeps you awake, keeps you present. And it also makes sure that you're not creating excess potential. Like it watches your levels of importance. And it's just anything anytime you're trying to stay vigilant about something your inner guardian basically does everything for you and you just have to make sure that you just have to treat it good make it so it doesn't doze off by reducing the level of importance I place on things I immediately reestablish a state of balance yeah because you're you're stopping the thing that's causing the unbalance the emptiness which is emptiness is absence of excess potential. So the emptiness gives pendulums nothing to hook onto and consequently no means of establishing control over me. So if you don't have excess potential, which means that you'll have importance, then pendulums cannot hook onto you and control you or steal your energy. It is futile to fight my emotions. Emotion stems from attitude. So rather than fighting my emotions, it is more purposeful to change my attitude. Yeah, I talked about that earlier also. Feelings and emotions are simply a consequence of my relationship or attitude to something. That attitude is caused by one thing, importance. Yeah, so just watch your importance. Once you let go of inner and outer importance, you obtain the freedom of choice. Yeah, this is like the biggest piece of information across the entire beginning part of his book. In order to obtain the freedom of choice, which everyone has freedom of choice, but we just don't know how to use it. So the way to get it is to let go of inner and outer importance. All importance we attribute to things is a projection. Yeah, because it's not actually that important. And I said, remember, the only obstacle on the path to fulfilling my desires is the projection of artificial importance. Alright, so today I just went over a lot of the principles of transurfing. And if you're not convinced right now to get the book, I'll tell you, if you think that any of these principles will benefit your life at all, just go buy the book.
because you're just going to forget about this stuff because there's a quote that I heard that I read one time and you hear something, you forget it. If you see something, you remember it. If you do something, you understand it. So if I were to hear a podcast about transurfing, I would just forget what, what it said. And I actually listened to a video the other day about transurfing and I forgot all about it. And, but if you see something, you remember it. So if you read the book, you'll remember that stuff. But once you actually take action, once you read that book and then take action on it, then you will begin to understand it. And that is why I'm starting to understand it a lot, a lot more because I feel as though writing it down on a piece of paper is kind of like taking action. So you're actually beginning to understand it a little bit more. But it's not until you actually take action for real, until you actually understand a lot, a lot more. And I agree because I'm taking action on a lot of the principles now that I didn't before. And I understand it a lot more. And I, I'm able to explain it a lot better than I was even like five days ago. To wrap things up. Don't forget to download your favorite episodes and subscribe to the Ascend Momentum Show. But before you guys leave, make sure to remember the Eagles.